The French began discussions about an extensive line of frontier fortifications as early as 1918, clearly anticipating that the end of World War I offered a hiatus, not a permanent solution to Europe's problems. The first serious proposal was put forward in 1920 by Joseph-Jacques César Joffre, a famous French marshal who suggested a staggered line of fortified regions from the English Channel to the essentially impassable barrier of the Alps. French forces would use these detached zones as temporary shelters, protecting them while they organized to sally forth on the offensive. Ultimately, the French government rejected this plan in favor of another plan devised by Marshal Henri Patin, the Lion of Verdun. Ironically, this French war hero would become an eventual traitor and Nazi collaborator, but his plan, advanced in 1921, led directly to the Maginot Line. The concept called for a continuous fortified line, rather than a series of separate fortified refuges for French offensive forces. This proposed line covered the part of the border abutting the Rhine River and part of the Moselle River up to Thionville. The plan left a gap between the line and the English Channel, but Pertain had his reasons for this arrangement. The Ardennes forest near Thionville presented a difficult obstacle to mechanized forces, so Pertain reasoned the Germans would probably avoid it, rendering fortifications along this border region superfluous. Further on, between the forest and the sea, he held that the frontier with Belgium can only be defended from within Belgium. In this he was probably correct. West of the Ardennes, the Franco-Belgian frontier ran through mostly low-lying open country with no natural barriers. Finally, in the 1920s, Belgium was a committed French ally, and the most logical defensive strategy was for France and Belgium to jointly defend the line of Belgian fortifications along the Mercer River in eastern Belgium. Though the French chose Patan's scheme, debate and planning continued for another six years, until, in 1927, they established an official body to research specifics, feasibility and costs. In that year, the French government created an official commission called the Commission for the Organization of Fortified Regions, the name of which in French abbreviated to COF, under General Charles Belhague, an energetic veteran with extensive military engineering experience. Corf oversaw the actual construction of the fortress line, but the French military and government continued to move quite slowly. The National Assembly finally passed a law permitting construction of the frontier defences in January 1930, and André Maginot, the Minister of War, proved instrumental in persuading the Assembly to create and pass the legislation. He won over politicians from both sides of the political spectrum by appealing to the right's militaristic patriotism and the left's desire to generate major work projects to assist the average French worker in the wake of the First World War's economic devastation. The remarkable political unanimity that rallied to approve the fortress law resulted from Maginot's eloquence, patriotism and energetic support. As such, the fortress line would bear henceforth. For the first phase of its construction, the Assembly voted the immense sum of 3,000 million francs to be spread over four years. Work on the Maginot Line began at once. As Maginot himself stressed, it had to be completed by 1935, the date appointed by the Versailles Treaty, for France finally to withdraw her troops from the Rhineland. Maginot died in 1932 at the age of 54 from typhoid fever, underlining how recently disease, 
easily curable or preventable in the later 20th century, killed even individuals with access to the era's best medical care. He never actually saw the Maginot Line completed, but he witnessed work vigorously underway on his concrete and steel brainchild before perishing. Construction lasted through 1935, at which point the French government deemed the major portion of the Maginot Line complete, and the government dissolved Corf the following year. The actual cost amounted to 5 billion francs, as opposed to the original 3 billion francs, and it involved the participation of large parts of France's construction industry. Construction of the fortifications carried out by a large number of civilian construction firms under contract to the French government was an immense project, 